Kyokushin Cast, the podcast that can't help but make an episode even when no anime is airing. Uh. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hello! Uh, so, like I mentioned in the intro, this is an off week between the fall and winter anime seasons. Uh, so today we're mostly just going to be doing a wrap-up on some of the shows that are going to be continuing into the new season, as well as previewing uh, a couple shows that will be new to us uh, in the upcoming season. Uh, but first off, I just wanted to take a little bit of time and look back on this this fall season. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, interesting. Obviously, this is our first full season doing a podcast right so yeah yeah uh it, we've definitely learned a lot we we started recording in september it's now january and we've done it every week since and sometimes multiple times a week here in december when we started doing the reviews and um so first and foremost i just wanted to thank anybody that's been tuning in it's, yeah thanks for putting up for it with us yeah exactly obviously we are still very much learning the ropes uh we only slightly know what we're doing and so <laughs> we appreciate your patience we appreciate your interest um whether you randomly somehow found us from episode zero or if you started uh listening a little more recently when we did the end of the season reviews we appreciate having you here it's been really encouraging seeing the fact that um some people have checked out our end of season reviews and then gone back and um downloaded some of our old episodes to get caught up so that's you know really exciting for us it make, makes us feel like we you know we're we're connecting and we're uh, communicating in a way that people are you know finding interesting which yeah. is all about all we could ask for and it's more than we ever really thought either yeah exactly so i mean my expectation coming into doing this was that it would be a fun project to do with you um because we talk about sports anime all the time anyway, and we figured, you know, it, it might be fun to record them and see if anybody would listen. Um, and the response has been a lot more significant than either of us expected. Yeah. Um, and so it's been it's been fun. And, uh, yeah, we've had downloads in, like, eight or nine different countries, which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And... Uh, most most people are in the United States where we are are, are listening, but um, still spread out. And uh, there's there was a lot of interest um, around our Yuri on Ice series review, which of is course. to be expected, you know, because it was it was the most popular uh, show. But there's there's been subsequent interest in other stuff, and so uh, it's it's been encouraging, and it's been a fun. I I, I look forward to doing this every week with you, Matt. Oh, absolutely. It's pretty much the highlight of my week. Yeah. The, uh, so, and it, this is, it's such a random concept, this, this podcast, when you look at it, it's like a niche, niche within a niche, right? <laughs> I mean, because even anime in itself is a pretty niche hobby, but then specifically right. sports anime, which are chronically one of the least popular genres within the, the anime community, especially in the West... Um, yeah. And then within that, 
to watch <laughs> all of them, regardless of quality. Right. Uh, meaning, you know, I, I don't know who out there cares about both Yuri on Ice and Days and <laughs> Tiger Mask W, you know. Right. Um, the three fan bases that don't really have a lot of interaction. Exactly, yeah. So um, so it, it, it's a weird project, but um, anyone who's, who's interested in seeing us do... If if there's a sports anime, we'll talk about it week to week, and we've we've stuck to that. And honestly, I don't feel drained by it. I mean, that was yeah. my that was my big fear. Is I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. We're gonna have to force ourselves to do this. But mostly, it's been something I've looked forward to doing. Yeah, it's been fun checking out a lot of these shows that I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. But we'll get into that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and some of them have been really pleasant surprises. Uh, but, yeah, is there anything you think you've learned in the last few months doing this podcast? It's helped me learn to talk a little better. I feel a little bit more ca- talking off the cuff, which mm-hmm. I know I just stuttered during that, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've I've learned kind of where to, ki- to find my focus, mm-hmm. I think. And I've also learned about how to make thumbnails. Right, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the, the thing I, I appreciate a lot, is that you've done... I mean, th- these episodes, as anyone who listens can tell, are very lightly edited. Right. Um, we It's pretty much a reproduction of the conversation unless we have a total mix-up and we need to pull something out. Yeah. Um, but what editing we have had to do, you've done, which I really appreciate. Um, and also you've put together the, the YouTube uploads cause not, not everyone listens to this on uh, a podcast app, you know, plenty right. of people listen on YouTube too. And you've done that and you've also been, you know, creative with it and, uh, made those videos interesting so that if you are glancing at the video itself, there's still, uh, some engagement and some inside jokes. A little bit, not yeah. much, but yeah, I try so. and throw it in where I can if yeah. I feel like it. Right. So that's, uh, I've really appreciated you. Uh, doing that, and I've appreciated this being something that we can, you know, talk about and look forward to every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one one thing I just want to say, so any any one listening out there, one, number one, number two, and number three, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. We are amazed uh, with the level of interest, you know, because our assumption was the level of interest would be zero. So every everyone that's that's listened has been super, like absolutely exciting to us. We've really cherished that. Um, and it's been something that we've talked about um, a lot uh, recently. Pretty much message each other every day about it. Well, yeah, just about like how, how, the, how the show is doing. It's mostly been in the last few weeks that um, things got a little more interesting with that. So uh we we appreciate your interest we're hoping to you know maintain our consistency uh so that you know uh we can we can maintain that level of interest but at at the end of the day we're doing this as a fun project so if it and and as long as it's fun right for me to do as long as it's fun for matt to do we're gonna keep doing it that's number one but um it is encouraging that we're not the only ones who think it's fun that that's basically what i'm trying to get at yeah um, yeah. So just uh, want to remind again, if anybody does have any questions or comments, um, 
we are happy to receive those like we, we say it in the credits every time but i just want to reiterate um we'd be happy to do some uh questions on air or uh anything like that if it comes up but uh so you can do that through our email which is koshiancast at gmail.com you can also contact us through our Facebook, which is Koshiancast, and our Twitter, which is Koshiancast, and feel free to follow us on YouTube if you want to watch that way, and um, we are pretty good about responding to comments on the YouTube videos as well. Um, Most so, of the time, yes. Exactly. Uh, and <laughs> the, the last thing is, if you have enjoyed this first season we've done, uh, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It really does help... Um, get the the podcast out there uh and if you leave a written review with a uh full rating a five-star rating uh we'll read it on air <laughs> i'm just gonna say that right now. as long as you don't say anything <laughs> in, in, inappropriate we'll we'll censor it creatively but uh, anything you say in a five-star <laughs> review i i'll read it on air um so if, if right. anyone wants to do that that would be helpful and encouraging and then you can hey you can be you can be part of koshian cast history just like that um <laughs> so uh as far as moving forward with the show we're, we're going into the winter season um so as we won't do our first full you know normal weekly episode until the 16th because that's when we'll have had at least one episode of each new series we'll probably have two episodes of some of them <clears throat> Sort of right. like we did in the fall season. Um, so, like I said, we'll we'll have our first regular episode on uh, January sixteenth, um, and then next week we'll look to have a another series review. So, obviously, we did series reviews for everything that concluded uh, in the past season. So this time we're going to go a little farther back and pick out another sports series from two thousand sixteen that. Uh, we didn't cover because it aired before we started doing this show. Yeah. So look forward to that. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tease it. You can you can decide for yourselves what which show you think it's gonna be. Um, <laughs> but uh, it should be a fun a fun little conversation we have for next week. Um, anyway, that that that's that's about all I have for announcements. Again, just thanks thanks for everyone who made this project um in, even more enjoyable for us i mean we would have had fun doing it if we were just yeah. doing it for for ourselves but it's very encouraging to see that you know other people are interested too uh so anyway we'd love to hear from you uh know who you are uh know what you like know what we can improve of anything course. anything else matt uh i think that will do it we just hope you all aren't just tuning in for your on ice yeah well we'll find out <laughs> Um, because, uh, yeah, so anyway, I wanted to briefly wrap up a quick conversation on a couple of the shows from the fall that are going to be continuing into the winter season. Uh, obviously we're not doing a full review on them until they actually end. Um, but I would like to just bring up, you know, what we liked and what we're looking forward to, uh, in the next season. Of course. So, uh, the first one, and, and probably the, the biggest one for us, is March Comes In Like a Lion. Um, again, you know, this was sort of a borderline sports anime anyway. Uh, we, we maintain, we have a very broad definition of sports anime, so right. uh, it has definitely held up its end of the bargain in that regard. You know, it, it's 
the the level to which shogi is inherent to the show is inconsequential. Quite, yeah, it's consequential. Right. It's probably more consequential than uh, cycling the long riders, if we're being honest. Right. So, um, anyway, my general impression has been positive. I think I think right. it came away strong. It had, for me, a strong, very artistically styled first episode, and then a sort of a meandering few episodes after that, and we were right. starting to doubt whether it knew where it was going or not. Um, but I believe in episode five, when they had sort of a deep dive on Ray's background, that's where it really started to find its footing, um, and each episode just seemed a little more consequential after that. Right. And, like, it was kind of interesting, because I had kind of the reverse uh, opinion coming into the show, because I didn't really like that first episode very much. But as the series was, was going on, I was starting to latch more and more onto it. And I think it was around episode five where we both sort of met at the same place, where we yeah. were both finally on board with it together. Yep. Uh, and I think that was largely because, well, first of all, it, that was around the time when Shogi started to become a bit more apparent as being a main driving force of the show. Like, mm -hmm. that was around the time where it started to become, okay, this is a story about a shogi player. This isn't about a story about some high school kid who happens to play shogi. Right. This is the story of somebody who was thrust into this world that he wasn't sure if he wanted to be a part of or not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the series is, is about his development and his acceptance of becoming this player. And that's what's been really interesting for me, me about this series. Yeah, I agree. Um... Uh, well, do you think there was any, like, what what themes do you think that it's trying to develop, and how successful do you think it's been? I think what it's largely trying to do, it it almost feels like, I, I, don't don't take this as too literal of what I'm, of, uh, of a statement. I think it's, it almost feels a bit like a superhero story, almost, and I know, that sounds weird, yeah, just give me a moment here, uh... The way it, there's kind of a split between Ray trying to find a personal life and his shogi life, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. and if you can kind of see the parallel there, like in something like say Spider Man, a lot of the appeal of something like Spider Man is a lot about you know he's he's got you know he's get, got these amazing superpowers, he's kind of like this power fantasy, but when it comes right down to it, like once you start getting delving more into his personal life, he actually lives a very normal life, and in a lot of the story of Spider Man is trying to balance the two his two lives mm. and that's what march comes in like a lion feels like except it's a more grounded story because this is about somebody who's so incredible at shogi who know uh who may not have even really wanted to do it but had to thrust himself into it just to find some form of like protection in his life because that was the only way he could even he felt like he was being justified by the playing of shogi but now, as the series has been going on, he's been discovering, you know, maybe there's a little bit more to his life than just Shogi. He's finding more of a support unit in the sisters. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, and a lot of the series is trying to balance out his opinion, you know, his growth as a Shogi player while also trying to maintain his relationship or discovering that his relationship with these girls is more important than he originally had thought. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of what you said resonates with a question of individualism versus community-mindedness. Right. Um, and he has different examples in his life with other pro shogi players, with other friends and family, 
um, where he's trying to choose basically how he's going to live his life. Whether he's going to be someone who focuses strictly on Shogi, strictly on winning, strictly on being the best, because that's very much right. a part of him. Or whether he prioritizes his relationships with his friends, with uh, these sisters that have taken him in, with, uh, like, Nikaido, the, the friend that he didn't particularly want to have, you know, <laughs> um, whether that can become as much of a priority for him as winning at Shogi is, and that'll sort of determine a lot of how he deals with his history of depression, um, which... You know, you know, it, it, it tries to show that a lot of the depression came out as a result of him being super isolated. So, right. despite the fact that he may or may not know that isolating himself is unhealthy, it's still his natural way of being, and he still tr tends towards separating himself from people, even if it hasn't been a joyful experience, because he knows it's better for his shogi, and some part of him, even though he knows it's unhealthy, just wants to be good at shogi. Um, right. So that's been kind of an interesting journey. It's been a, and he's yeah. been back and forth on. Yeah, it's been a it's it's you know, it's a real solid story. I know that sounds like an odd thing to say, but this really feels like there's a like even though that there's not like a grand narrative, I feel like this is a slice of uh, I was actually talking about this with my sister the other day about how a lot of slice of life series uh there's not really like they tend to lean more towards comedy and romance. And I feel like March comes in like a lion is a real great example of how you do a slice of life series as a drama. Mm. Uh, just based on the way, because the, because the stakes are not really that high in the series. Oh yeah. No. Like, like it's base it's just kind of his day to day life. And a lot of the stakes just come down to, is he still going to remain friends with these people? Is he going to learn a new lesson? Like there's not, there's not, there's not a whole lot to win or lose here, mm -hmm. but it's portrayal and the way it it kind of moves through the stories has been a really uh, it's been a real interesting experience. It hasn't always been fun, but it's been it's been really interesting. I agree. And you brought up uh, sort of a, a broader point before we move on uh, that I just want to address, which is March comes in like a lion and many other shows not you know, being a slice-of-life anime, right? Right. Um, one of the common critiques we see when people, ourselves or others, try to address uh, a lot of these shows as sports anime and trying to say, oh, why, why is this show effective or ineffective as a sports anime? A lot of fans will react instinctively and say, oh, it isn't a sports anime, it's slice-of-life. Or, right. you know, it's some other genre that just uses sports as a motif. Um, what what's what's your reaction to that when when you see that criticism I, leveled? You know, and I hate to say it, but in a lot of you know, I hate to say it, but there's there's a uh, you know a lot of those series that you know we tend to criticize. Uh, we don't particularly like them as its intended genre either. Right. Yeah. Just like, because you can you can say it's a slice of life anime, that doesn't make it a good slice of life anime. <laughs> right. It's and also it's like, not you know, a good March sports anime. Like a, yeah. It's like March comes in like a lion. You know. I think it's. I think it's a pretty interesting slice of life series, and I think it uses the sport as a pretty. Uh, pivotal point of its story. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't. And, you know, it's not one of those things that's like, when I hear that, it's like, eh, I don't really put much stock into it, to be honest, just based on the genre. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, mostly because it seems a little trite for me to insist on a show being one thing. Right. You know, all of these shows are sports anime because they're anime about sports. It's a super, you know, reductive <laughs> reasoning. Um, but that's that's why they're sports anime. They can also tell other kinds of stories. You right. know, a more simple sports story would be something like Haikyuu, where it's mostly about people actively playing a sport. Right. And that's most of the... But it's also a character drama, because it can't just be about sports, because if any of these shows were just about sports, there'd be no point in watching them. That's why sports right. exist. In, you know? <laughs> like, no one would spend the time to animate anything when you can just watch a baseball game. You know, you don't watch yeah. these because you need to see sports. It's because you need to see these stories told you know in these unique kind of ways using these settings that we all understand through sports um so that's it, it it's not something that i'm too hung up on. I, maybe i'm a little hung up on it <laughs> i mean you did bring up the subject exactly but um <laughs> so i just i just wanted to put put my thoughts out there see what you felt but um so another continuing show that we're looking forward to is all out um, what what did you what did you think of the the first half of All Out? So, we've kind of discussed this a little bit. Uh, far and away, the most improved. Yeah. Um, it it has a real bad beginning. Not even so much like terrible. It's very uninteresting. It feels like it could have been any other sports series. Yep. It w- felt like it was just going through a lot of the motions. And then it kind of pulled itself together. Mm-hmm. It, it got a lot more interesting after that that pretty boring first three, four episodes. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad that... I, I'm really happy about that, too, because I, I, I... We talked a little bit about this on the show, too. I wanted to like All Out. I really did, because I wanted there to be a good rugby series. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad it's starting to start to take the shape that I wanted it to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were both kind of down on the first few episodes, um, and it really pulled itself together. I'm trying to decide on... I, I don't know if we necessarily agree on when the show turned. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the, the episode where they introduced the coach. Um, that was where I yeah. thought it, it really elevated. You, you you reacted to it positively a little, a couple episodes after that. Yeah, um, I, I, I'll acknowledge that the coach was the turning point, but for you, it was a little bit more immediate, whereas for me, it was a little... It, it it took a little bit to finally grow on me. Yeah, it hadn't quite won your trust yet. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. Right. I, I, I think one of the interesting things about the show is that it treats its students as being more human than a lot of sports anime do. Right. Um, and this is something we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, because they actually, the yeah, they actually, like, act like teenagers with one another. You know, these aren't people who are, you know, necessarily, like, there's this sort of recurring theme in a lot of sports series where the, you know, you have these senior students who are very much more experienced, they want to, you know, they kind of look after their, their, uh, their juniors, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it feels a little bit too much that they act like professional athletes when, you know, they're kids. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to see a series where they actually act like teenagers because they give each other crap all the time. They kind of, te- like, it's not even like gentle teasing. They get in each other's heads and they attack one another. Well, yeah, because they're, like, not friends. And they're all actually competing <laughs> right. to be on the team. Um, some of them have, you know, personality issues like Abumi. Um, Sekizan is an imposing figure, but he doesn't actually really know what he's doing. Um, in, in terms of leading a team, he's sort of figuring it out and hope, you know, basing it largely on his own individual strength, but not really sure how to inspire a group or how to train them in rugby. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that aspect and, you know, I, I have no reason to believe that won't continue. Um... I don't think it's aiming for anything revolutionary. I think it's no. just trying it's trying to be a human, well-told sports story, which I think is a perfectly excellent ambition and I think it's, right. it's holding up so far. And I mean, let's face it, we both want another we want both want another shonen battle sports series like that cuz let's face it, that's what we always look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Um some of the more traditional style sports series um but done with a little nuance so it's yeah it's, it's really all i could ask for yeah um, uh, go ahead. one other thing i would like to point out one of the other major turning points for me at least personally and i don't think i've ever actually talked about this on the show is that i kind of appreciate now that the series has finally decided to focus on a main character now because it feels like these past few episodes have actually focused on Gion. yeah and i have appreciated that a lot because now we actually have a central figure figure that we can actually like watch and learn the sport with, which was kind of a problem I was having at the beginning as well. Was it? It's trying to. It was trying to throw too many characters in at once. It was. It was trying to establish all these different themes while also being a very standard sports series that wasn't really doing much with itself. And like, I just I appreciate the fact that now we actually have a main character that we can sort of relate to a little bit more. Like, Gion has really grown on me after these past few episodes. No, I agree. I mean, the the way that the first half ended really set itself up well. I think the last probably three episodes or so were the best of the, the series. So yeah, far. definitely. Um, so on a, a slightly less optimistic note, we're also <laughs> going to see the continuation of Tiger Mask W. Yep. I think. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very unclear exactly what's happening with this show um whether i i guess and we'll see in the next little bit but there haven't been any announcements about it and it's missed some weeks Uh, they had a preview for the upcoming episode but there's no clarity on exactly how it's going it's supposed to go on for two more seasons i'm not really sure how when it's barely made it to the end of one but uh anyway um this this show was uh by and large a disappointment yeah um because i i was hoping going into it that it was going to be campy fun that was self-aware um and even not self-aware i would have been fine if it wasn't self-aware about it yeah what it's turned out to be is campy mild occasional entertainment at its own expense yeah like, it hasn't felt like this was fun for a while. You know, it's funny because I think we have watched worse shows this season, and we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah. later on. But 
Tiger Mask was actually always the one I sort of ended up dreading to watch because it there was nothing interesting about most episodes. Yeah. Uh, there even was barely even in content. its worst moments, it was just very boring. Except for that one episode. The Idol episode was amazing to discuss with you. Well, yeah. Again, that wasn't good on its own merits. <laughs> it was just, like, the the only good episode on its own merits that I could actually recommend anyone to watch was the Red Death Mask episode. Yeah. Um, and we, we brought it up again and again. I hope it's going to be like that again. I hope it's going to be like that again. And it clearly cannot. Even if they wanted to, it can't go back to that level of artistic production. Right. Um, so, yeah, there were some funny episodes. I like, yeah, the, the extended breakdown of Gorilla Jeet Singh. Yeah. Um, but but all, I... all of the fun parts of this show following episode four have been criticisms of how poorly the show has handled itself. Right. And, I mean, that's really the problem. It's like, if we could even get by this if, like, the fights were you know, had any sort of level of intensity to them. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm blown away that the entire central story here is supposed to be about this dynamic between ti- between Tiger Mask and Tiger the Dark. And they just sort of, they didn't do anything with their final, with their big confrontation. Well, yeah, like, and it was, it was less than 10 minutes. It was kind of a, no, like, it, it was kind of uninteresting. Right. They they didn't have any acknowledgement of the fact that these are childhood friends. Right. I mean, one of the things we like to talk about is what themes are these shows trying to go for. I could not tell you what <laughs> Tiger Mask is trying to do. Because, I mean, it just see, it feels very much just like a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. I was about to say, its theme is trying to get Japanese children to go, to bug their parents to go take them to, uh, to take them to see wrestling matches. That's what it's about. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, on, I was on Twitter today and I saw a promo for, like, a pay-per-view of Tiger Mask versus Tiger the Dark in person. Right. right. So they're just getting these guys to dress up as the characters from the show now. And there's, I guess they've had other matches, like, they had a real match of... A guy dressed up as Tiger Mask fighting Red Death Mask, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, the extent to which this is promotional advertising is a factor that has only enhanced my disinterest. Right. And, again, like, if if there was, like, any like, any animation to these, bat- to these fights, I mean, there's a little, but they shoot it in such a standard... Like, there's no, there's no, like, exaggeration of their movements mm-hmm. or, like, any sort of, like, interesting dynamic camera angles that they take with this. It's all filmed in just the most, it, a lot of times it feel it feels like it's a B-movie that was, like, filmed in somebody's backyard. <laughs> like, if, but animated, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's just, I, I wanted this to be good. I wanted this to be fun. I but. Know. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about something else that we wanted to be fun? Well, I wanted Long Riders to be fun because, <laughs> despite what everyone else said, I stood by the first episode. Um, and yet, it quickly went astray. It was very clear from the first few episodes on that it was working with a perhaps a negative budget. You know, um, right. The, it had no story storytelling capability, no consistency of characters, no narrative aim. 
um, no interest in cycling. Uh, it it treated its characters mostly as one note um, stereotypes who just kept making the same joke over and over. And uh, it was also randomly uh, and very cynically pervy. Just that random moments almost. Exactly. Like, I I didn't even think it was that pervy even until like the last couple of episodes of the season. Really, it wasn't until they went to the bathhouse that it started to get a little bit more creepy. That 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 whole episode, the, the... yeah. Eighth episode or the ninth episode. Well, okay, that's not fair because they did. I forgot that they did have uh, Hinako dressed up in the bunny outfit. Oh yeah, and they had the <laughs> whole like maid cafe thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the random maid cafe episode where there's not not a bicycle to be seen. Yeah, um, yeah. So it became clear to us this show had no interest in cycling, but it wanted to use that just as a way to put these cute little archetype girls into different situations um to sell merch and uh so it was it was a frustrating experience because i thought you know the first episode i thought did a decent job of showing someone discovering the joy of doing something new for the first time and i'm like okay well that's fine that's a good place to start uh but it didn't really get beyond that and it treated its main character as such an idiot yeah she didn't she had to be told that there was more than one kind of bike even though she'd ridden multiple times with other people using other bikes but never wondered why her bike looked different or what advantages it might have in climbing a mountain not using a child's toy um and she's like wait what gloves exist wait what (laughs) glasses exist (laughs) I, i really love how the series justifies uh like, because there's this whole th- issue that she has with money, and I thought that's where a lot of the conflict was going to come from. Was okay, so she really wants to get involved in this uh, in this hobby, and but you know she's got to figure out some way to make money. You know, we're going to have this balance of her, you know, trying to make a living or like trying to like be able to support her passion while also, you know, have like a personal life or something like that. And as soon as she has that job, there's like nothing. Well, yeah. Also, they it's, never it's bring never, up money is yeah. never an issue again. Yeah, and they never bring up the job again. Like she's right. always free to go cycling. She's always free to hang out with her friends, but she, now she just has money, and it's not right. an issue. I mean, I don't want to dwell on this show because it's so bad. Um, but unfortunately, we have to because hilariously, it wasn't actually supposed to continue into the winter <laughs> because it is only a twelve-episode show. But on two separate occasions, it was unable to complete an episode on time. So they had to delay until the next week. Meaning that they still, they only completed 10 episodes in their 12 episode, or their 12 week slot. Um, So the, the channel that they were airing on basically said, hey, we don't have any time for you to air your last two episodes until February. So in Japan, <laughs> in, in February, they're going to do like an afternoon marathon of all the episodes and then have the two new episodes at the end or something like that. So we won't actually finish this show until they air the last two episodes in February and then we'll do our series review. So unfortunately we have to keep thinking about it a little bit longer, but luckily (laughs) not every week. Yeah. All right. uh, 
I, 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 I want to move on if that's all right with you, Matt. By, by all means. Okay, so I wanted to ask a couple questions about the, the fall season before we move on to winter. Of course. Um, the first being, so we, we went over nine shows uh, week to week um, all season, and we watched them week to week all season. And right. do you think if we hadn't been doing this podcast, you would have kept up with any of these shows on your own? Uh, obviously, I would have done Haikyuu because I was super hyped for it, and it did not fail me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have watched Yuri on Ice at first because my my initial impression of that was that it was going to be, like, free. And it's like, okay, this isn't something I'm probably going to be that included in. Yeah. Like, you know, let, let the fangirls have their fun and I'll stay out of it. But I think as the series would have gone on, if... I might have checked it out at a little yeah. after the fact. Yeah, the hype would have uh, gotten impossible to ignore. Right, and especially it's like, okay, well, it's a sports series. Okay, I may as well check it out. Yeah. Uh, All Out, I probably would have started, and I probably would have dropped it after the second episode, to be honest. And yeah. I'm glad I didn't. I'm mm-hmm. gl- If nothing else, I'm glad we have this podcast because it got me to keep watching All Out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, March comes in like a lion. I think I might have watched anyway, just because I, I have a uh, I have a side job uh, writing articles for an anime website, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I probably would have kept watching March comes in like a lion just because it looked like it was going to be a decent character drama, and that you know I want to watch something that actually looks good or does something interesting. Uh, Long Riders, no. I would have never even heard of this series until this sh- until yeah. you brought it up to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tiger Mask, same deal, I think, as All Out. I think I would have been really excited to watch maybe the first episode or so. Yeah. And then I probably would have just dropped it. And, uh, oh, uh, Scorching Ping Pong Girls? Um, pro- no, no, I would have never touched that. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> Keijo, uh, I'll admit I probably would have watched it, though I don't think if it was the sh- if it was for the show I would have kept up with it. Okay. Uh, just because again I I do like my guilty pleasure stuff, but eh, sure. I don't think Keijo had really anything all that interesting to kind of maintain. All right, and what about the big the one, usual... Days? Oh, Days! I think you would have kept me watching the show regardless. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that I mean, for me, my my answers are pretty similar. Um, I know that I would have watched Haikyuu, and I know I would have watched Days, because even when we weren't doing this show over the summer, I was watching Days. Um, right. Because it's just so, so, so special to, um, rag on. It is, it is, it is something. It is. But I, I... Be, beyond that, I think I would have been in the same boat. I don't know what I would have done with Yuri on Ice. I probably would have checked it out, but I don't know if I would have actually continued it when I started getting those multiple episodes in a row that are just figure skating, I don't know. That didn't super hook me. Um, Right. So I'm not sure whether the hype would have kept me in it or not. Um, But I I am glad I stuck with it because it was interesting. It was fun to to discuss every week. There was actually a lot of meat to it. But on my own, I don't know. Um, I don't think I would have kept up with March Comes In Like a Lion because... I think I would have liked the first episode, and then I would have felt like it didn't know where it was going somewhere in the first four, and I would have yeah. dropped it. Um, All Out, I think I would have kept up with, honestly, regardless, because I, I kept up with Days. So I like sort of traditional sports series, even if they aren't any good. 
Um, you know what? That's a fair point because I think you would have talked me into it. Because yeah. uh, if you were going to keep watching it, you probably would have eventually informed me. No, Matt, seriously, yeah. it gets good. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't think I would have watched any any of the rest of them. I, I wouldn't have watched Tiger Mask. Lord knows I wouldn't have watched Long Riders. Right. Um, Would we have even heard of Long Riders if we were not specifically no. looking for sports series? That's what I want to know. No, no way. Especially because it was exclusive to Daisuke and basically unwatchable. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think that's where I'm at. But I am I am glad I, I watched what I did. Um, I, I think it's been, it's been rewarding. Um, and then beyond these uh nine shows have you managed to be watching any other anime in, in the, the last only, few months the in the last like this season no the only other thing i watched this season was jojo like okay. and that was because i was following it already and lord knows i was going to finish it and i'm glad i did because uh third se- the third half the the third third was the best okay. i would say <laughs> Uh, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to get into too spoilery. But if you haven't watched JoJo, I it's a very hit and miss show. The best parts are two and four. That that's all I'll say for it. So it, just as someone who hasn't watched JoJo, if I was interested, could I jump in and watch Diamond Is Unbreakable I, without context? I absolutely think you could. Okay. I like I I think I might have to explain to you who one or two of the characters are. But I mean the the extent of it would be he was the main character from that arc or he was the or from this part and that character was in this arc and that's about the extent of which I would have to do it. Honestly, I think the characters that return from other arcs, well, okay, I'm just going to say this right now. I think Jotaro in part 4 is a much more likable and interesting character than he was in part 3. Okay. Uh, but I mean how, beyond and that, the, here's the important question. How much of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is on Crunchyroll? Uh all of it. Oh, re- even the original? Yeah, the original, uh, all four seas- uh, all four parts that have been released thus far are on Crunchyroll, so... Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was just uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Nope. Um, the the advertising is for it. Uh, so what have you been watching? Yeah, um, I have been keeping up with really just two other anime this season. I watched uh, Girlish Number, which, oh. you know, weird title, but good show. It's about, um, it's a semi-cynical look at uh, Japanese voice actresses and sort of the, the industry that around creating bad anime. Um, right. And it, it's, it, it focuses on this one series that's in... Uh, well, it's like a light novel that they adapt really crudely, and it's basically a money grab um, that's not done with any budget, um, <laughs> which is funny for me to watch, too, because it explains some things, <laughs> you know, about some of the shows we've been watching. Um, right. Like, I can see overtones of Scorching Ping Pong Girls and Long Riders when I watch this this show. Interesting. Um, so and it that's well done and that that was fun week to week and I've also been watching, um, the Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans season two, uh, because I just can't help myself. I watch the new Gundams pretty much when when like I haven't seen every Gundam. I like the traditional Gundam stories though a lot. Um, right. I've watched most of the Universal Century Gundams um, except for Double Zeta. Um, and I've watched several of the the side stories, and I really like Iron Blooded Orphans. It's really like it's, it leans heavily on the the political 
maneuvering right. side of, of Gundam, which, um, as we've discussed recently, is is something that I, I enjoy. Right. Uh, part of the reason that I, I liked Rogue One more than you did. Right. Um, and then, um, be, beyond that, I, I, I only watched one American show, uh, which was a show called Pitch, which was on Fox, about... Uh, baseball because I watch a lot of baseball and so while we were doing this uh, part of the challenge in the month of October doing this <laughs> podcast was that it was also the World Series and I'm uh, a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan so I was very busy watching baseball in addition oh. to all these sports anime um, yeah uh, actually that caused some delays in some episodes if I recall correctly because you were like I can't record tonight Matt I have to watch the Cubs yeah exactly I mean priorities but <laughs> right. uh we won't have to worry about that again until April. Yes. Uh, real quick, I also wanted to bring up, I forgot to mention, I am also trying to catch up on Kuroko's basketball so we can discuss the movie when that comes out. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they'll release the movie on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Um, comes out in March. We'll see if it actually gets released around then. With theatrical releases in Japan, it's not usually an immediate turnaround, but who knows. Um, we can only hope. Right, so moving on to the winter, we do have two new shows that we're going to be reviewing. Um, at least we think we only have two. I mean, we tried to do our research the best we could on which shows are going to be coming out in the winter. Uh, if we missed any, I'm sure we'll get some help in identifying those. Uh, but right now we're under the impression that there's only two, two sports series that are going to be airing. And the first one is uh, Yawamushi Pedal New Generation, also known as the third season of Yawapeda. Um, yeah. So this is going to be premiering on Monday, January 9th, and the premise is it's, it's essentially just a direct continuation from season two. Um, the, the three seniors have graduated from the Sohoku Cycling Club, and so they're going to try to rebuild this show and excuse me they're trying to rebuild the team (laughs) the show hopefully (laughs) doesn't need to be rebuilt Um, and uh, compete again in the inner high and see if they can win for a second year in a row Um, so they're the 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 main three freshmen will be returning in addition to the the two second years who didn't make the team initially Uh, and then there's a mystery student who joins the team and creates you know some much needed drama for Sohoku and uh so there and there's there's gonna be new rival schools I I don't know I mean it it seems kind of by the numbers um I I anticipate that it'll be fun it'll be a solid performance week to week um Yawapeda was one of the shows that got me back into sports anime when it first aired uh, I think it's it's a well done show that explain it it's it's really it executes all the things it needs to execute well. Um, at the same time, it it's not as specifically memorable to me as a show yeah. like Haikyuu has been. Uh, I don't know what, what was your experience watching it. See, it's interesting because I wasn't sure what your experience was because I watched the show after the fact. But interestingly enough, I had the same experience for you as or as you, which is. Uh, I kind of got back into the sports series based off of your recommendation for of it. Yeah. And I often have to remind myself after the fact that I liked it. Because it's kind of it's not bad in any way whatsoever. It's just I've watched so many 
better one since it came out that it kind of, uh, it's kind of fallen by the wayside. I kind of tend to forget that it's a decent show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of my worry for, and this is the other big concern I have, is that the, the first series really ended in a good place. You know, its main characters had achieved their big goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, they won the big tournament and now we're just trying to just keep it going. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep it going. And that's kind of my major concern. And it's already been kind of, the author kind of showed he wasn't great at trying to, kind of rebuild its old cast because one of the bi- one of the best characters from the original series uh i think we both can agree on this is uh mito suji mm-hmm. uh as ba- as kind of the he's kind of the standout character of the series as this sort of this weirdly slimy evil cyclist who just wants to dominate everything mm-hmm. and uh but when he's beaten the series kind of tr- keeps trying to bring him back as if he's still kind of a threat and he doesn't really feel like much of one anymore the other big concern i have is that the series does not make a great case for cycling actually being an interesting sport oh uh, yeah i mean that and, it... and i don't mean like i'm sure there's a lot of athleticism and there's a lot of technique to cycling the problem is as a viewer there's not a whole lot you can do with establishing tension. Right. Because a lot of what the original series did was have characters impossibly behind and then just catch up due to sheer effort. Right. And I don't know how believable that is. Uh, so, like, the weird... I the whole, the whole issue with trying to portray a race as a serious, like as, like, serious dramatic tension is that there can only be one person ahead at a time. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they're, somebody's not ahead. Then that's not possible in a race. Somebody has to be first. Yeah. And it's not terribly interesting to constantly see characters behind and then just catch back up. And then, because a lot of the tension comes down to character a character falling disastrously behind catching up miraculously at the end and then there's a big pull for uh like then there's just this constant back and forth like oh who's gonna make it first who's gonna make it first and it's not particularly exciting to watch yeah and yet i always looked forward to it i mean when it was coming out week to week and I i was watching it i i was always excited to see the new episode um sometimes it felt like nothing happened you know there were whole episodes where they went like 300 meters you know because they spent the whole time reminiscing um and the 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 sheer the the whole second season grand road covers like the second two-thirds of one race yeah uh so it had some of the same challenges that haikyuu had this season where it was this very discreet period of time and trying to stretch it out and i don't i didn't execute quite as well as haikyuu did it was also a lot longer than haikyuu was Um, so that was that was the challenge but i mean i'm looking forward to seeing the characters in a non-race environment i'm looking forward to seeing them build up a new team um Overall, like I think this will be one of the strong shows. Right. Um, even even if it be. yeah, even if it's not anything that blows our minds, I think it will be solid to above average week to week. Yeah, which is really yeah. all we could ask for. Yeah, and I mean that's fair. I 
I don't think it's, you know, weirdly enough, as a battle series, uh, All Out is kind of the new hotness. And it's kind of difficult for me to get excited over a new season of Yawapita. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, it's, it's the same reason that even though Haikyuu was probably the best executed sports show this season... It, right. One of the one of the best ex- executed shows, period, this season. It didn't get the hype that the first season of Haikyuu got because they were like, oh, it's Haikyuu again? You know, right. It's, it's hard to get that same momentum going for it. Right. Uh, one of the things I am kind of looking forward to with Yamamushi Pedal this season is that it's a good chance to kind of reboot it because now we have a new team, we have a new dynamic. And I think one of the stronger... I think Yawapita is pretty good at establishing its character dynamics and, and kind of it's good at character building and i another big concern i have with it though is that it's going to try and fall into the whole uh it's going to try and basically just set up the main rival school again as being the big rival and then try and maybe awkwardly try to fit in Mito suji again because the series was never really able to establish decent villains behind be uh is it is it Hokane School? Is that the school, yeah. the, the main rival school? Like, yeah. Hokane and Midosuji? Yeah. Midosuji is hopefully... We'll see what... He's going to make an appearance. We'll see what right. kind of... But I don't, I don't want to see him again again as a major villain. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully he becomes a coach. Or something <laughs> super outside his personality. That would be funny. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next show we have was... Uh, Minami Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club, <laughs> which yes, that's the entire name of the show. Yep. So we'll we'll have to figure out. Much like Yawamushi Pedal shortened itself to Yawapeta, we'll see what the show tries to do to shorten its name because I don't think I'm gonna say Minami Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club. <laughs> the show every right. you know the animation. we're probably just gonna refer to it as minami yeah uh anyway we'll we'll worry about that when we get to it but so th- this one premieres on friday january the 6th so just here in a few days um so most likely we will have two episodes to go over for our uh, first week of the season um it focuses on a uh, girl named Hiromi who has transferred to a new school uh, and she begins her first day at her new high school by bicycling to school but she hasn't used a bicycle in a really long time and so she you know some some of her classmates notice this and she meets other girls at her school who do have experience cycling who are in the cycling club and they ask her if she wants to join somehow uh, and then she ends up uh, competing with them on the cycling team. Um, so we watched the 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 preview video uh, before we recorded this. Yeah. And what what were your thoughts on that, Matt? We have long riders again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my major concern here is that this is just long riders again, and I don't know if I can put up with yet another girls cycling where they're just girls having fun having like riding bikes. Well, yeah, and like you said, we're just lucky that we didn't actually sit through Bakuan yet. Uh, <laughs> right! Because that's the premise of that, effectively. So, I don't know. I, I The the animation did not look like it was anything special, either. Um, we'll see. Hope my, In my vain, perhaps vain hope, is that they will treat this a little more 
competitively than Long Riders yeah. did. Because Long Riders had no interest in being good at cycling, really. I mean, it yeah. was just about hanging out with your friends. Hopefully there will be at least some competitive drive. There will be some rival characters. But um, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up too high. I hope to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of with you there. I want it to... I would like to... I want a goal. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I, I want some... And I don't mean like, oh, I want to write a flesh like Long Riders desperately likes to talk about as being a goal. Yeah. I want, it, I want there to actually be like a character motivation. I'd like to actually see some form of drama. Yeah. Like, I don't even mind if there's no... I, I'm with you in wanting competition, but just on the basis that that would at least add some sort of active role for the characters to fulfill. Yeah. Like, I, maybe they can do something interesting with, like, what you were talking about with Long Riders uh, when it was first starting, where this can maybe be an interesting show about the development of a passion, but I don't know. That trailer did not give me much confidence that it would be able to do that. Um, it has a... We, we kind of talked about this as we were watching it, too. It has a weird art style for what it's doing, because... Mm-hmm. At the very least, Long Raiders kind of understood that it was a gentle show, and so it had a a lot of the characters had a very soft look to them. Like they had very soft lining, uh, line work, and very uh, soft colors. This one looks a lot harsher in tone, but still has a lot has a lot more uh, like has harder lines and like hard like more brighter colors. So it kind of looks like it's a sports battle series, but still with that long rider's focus, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't want to be too negative on it just yeah. immediately, but I, I agree. We'll I, I'm gonna try and go in with an open mind in the first episode, but the preview video didn't didn't do itself any it, favors. It did not instill any confidence. No. Alright, and so then the last show we're gonna do is uh, a show we talked about three months ago. <laughs> Uh, which is TQ, but for real this time, we're going to do it. Yeah. Because we, we kept saying that we were going to find a way to do TQ. Either we, were gonna, we weren't going to do it week to week, but we were going to do a series, like a, a series review. But then we didn't because <laughs> we had to do five different series reviews around Christmas. Um, yeah. And we just didn't have time to catch up on it. So... We we found we think we found a more sustainable way to actually keep up with this show, which is that. So if you don't know, TQ is a gag comedy centered around a soft tennis club, um, and each episode is like two minutes long, um, and so there's ten episodes in a season. So, meaning each season is about twenty minutes long in total. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna watch one season at a time yeah. per week. Uh, so it'll be as if we're watching a single episode, but it'll be a full season of TQ. There's nine seasons of TQ, so we'll watch all of those. Um, and then there's a, like a, a couple spinoffs. So once we once we get to that point, we'll try and watch the spinoffs too. And then at the end of the season, we'll do a review of the, the whole series and the, right. the spinoffs. Um, but uh, this this is, we're, we're putting our our foot down. We're actually going to watch this show this time. <laughs> We're um, not going to keep putting it off until the very end. We're actually going to finish this stupid thing. Yeah, and I think this is a, this is a better way to do it rather than last time where we were like, oh, we'll just watch it all in December because you know, what we could gotta, possibly come up? 
we got a lighter season this uh, this year, so you know, or this season, so it'll be it's a good time to try and catch up on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so hopefully that'll be fun. Um, all right, so that pretty much takes us through what we're doing this winter. We have those f- four continuing shows, if you want to count Long Riders, and then we're doing these three new shows: uh, Yawapeda, Minami Kamakura High School Girl Cycling Club, and uh, TQ. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, so we'll uh, next week we'll be releasing our review app. And if you have stuck around to the end of the episode, I'm going to reward you with a little preview. Uh, it's Prince of Stride. That's, <laughs> that's the show. We're going to watch... That's the show we're doing. Okay, big surprise there. Exactly. I know. The the, the fans were demanding answers. Um, there were only two we missed out on. It was it was a choice between Prince of Stride and Bakuan, and we decided we didn't need another girl cycling series to watch. Exactly. So we're going to do Prince of Stride, and uh, we'll, we'll be out with that episode next week. And then the week after that, we will begin our weekly coverage of all of these shows. Um, It's been a great season. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the journey so far. We hope that you stick with us in this new season. Uh, We have a lot of fun, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think that's all we've got, Matt. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, this season or what we have moving ahead? Um, I'm looking forward to it at the very least. Uh, I'm at least looking forward to seeing how March comes in like a lion and all out turnout. And I'm pretty excited. I, you know, I'm talking, I was kind of being a little negative. I am interested in seeing Yawamushi come back. Yeah, I agree. So, and you know, I, you know, really do appreciate everybody who's been watching. It's exceeded our expectations even. It, yeah, it's really exceeded our expectations for what everything we were expecting. So we really appreciate it. Exactly. I mean, we thought if we could have five or ten people listening to uh, each episode that would be more than we could have asked for or expected right and it and it has exceeded that um by a decent margin and that's been a very pleasant surprise um if you enjoy it we appreciate it feel free to pass it on to other people who enjoy sports anime or just keep us as your uh dirty little secret either way is fine (laughs) with us as long as you review us on itunes (laughs) Um, all right i think that that's all i've got matt would you uh do me a favor and hit the credits oh by all means our logo design is by james ratcliffe the theme music is fly high by burnout syndromes covered and performed by luke bartka you can follow Koshiencast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training. <laughs> <laughs>